Hey everyone, welcome to Spectacular Slovakia, the podcast in which we discover what Slovakia has to offer in terms of travel, culture and food. We often sit down with foreigners to also see their perspective on the life in Slovakia. And this week is no exception. Yeah, actually people like the children especially, they treat us like all of the volunteers that treat us like uh, celebrities because we go to them, we play games, we look different, so for them we are very special and that really feels nice. It's a very nice feeling. My name is Pieter Dlhopolets and the man you've just heard is Jorge Manzanaro from Ecuador, a volunteer at the European Youth Centre Carrick in the town of Chatsa, which you can find in northern Slovakia. Let's hear how he finds life in the country. Here's the show. Thanks so much for taking time and speaking with me. Um, why did you decide to come here? Many reasons, but the main one was trying to find some new challenges for my career, my profession. And this project, Carrick, is basically amazing for that. Like We are teaching young children English, uh, Spanish, which is my mother language. Uh, but as well, they give us the opportunity to connect with the Slovak society in many different fields, uh, charity, social work in general. So it's uh, very uh, fulfilling. So yeah, yeah, that's why I came here. And as well, Slovak culture as as a whole is something that really attracts the attention of somebody like me that comes from Latin America. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, obviously, m- most foreigners in Slovakia they are based in Košice and Bratislava, mm-hmm. but you are based in northern Slovakia, <laughs> very far away uh, from the capital. So how do you find the life here? Because you said you came here to find new challenges. So is it a huge challenge for you? To be uh, in Chatsa? Yes, uh, I will say yes. Uh, at the beginning, of course, you arrive, everything is like uh, sparkling, you're yeah. full of joy because it's everything is new. But with time, you notice life is calm, uh, activities are missing sometimes, you really want to do some extra stuff. But I think that's when you find more the stuff you really want to project into the community here. Because it's a small community uh, mm-hmm. here in Chatsa, yeah. and you know the people around you, people uh, recognize the work you're doing here which is uh, very nice. Completely different from my city. Nobody knows who I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's interesting because I was really good at geography in, in primary school. <laughs> and we also learned a lot about Latin America. But when you look at the map, it's just like Brazil. It's a huge country. Yes. <laughs> Argentina as well. And then you see Ecuador, which is your home country. It's really tiny. So until now, because I did not remember the size of mm-hmm. your country and I had to look it up <laughs> <laughs> Normal, and, and like, just a day before this podcast I just realized that your country is like five times bigger than Slovakia yes, yes. it's a problem yeah. in in the maps that we have because uh, Ecuador looks super small but in reality is uh, I think it's like the size of Great Britain I think so and the quantity of people is crazy just my city is for three million people just my city Quito. oh yeah mm-hmm. But like the whole country, it's like 16, se- 16 17 million. Oh, yeah, maybe we're in 17 already. <laughs> <laughs> we reproduce fast. <laughs> uh, so, um, I mean, let's just talk about, let's compare Slovakia and your country, mm-hmm. Ecuador. Sure. Um, 
So let's start with people. I come from, you know, Fireland. You know, everybody's like, hey, what's up? Uh, but here you can feel like, uh, okay, people are very nice, but they keep their distance, especially mm -hmm. if you don't look exactly as white as snow. <laughs> <laughs> um, so was it was it difficult to adjust to love in Slovakia in this time? Did you feel like um, a bit different from, from Slovaks? Oh, uh, yes, yes. Actually, my first experience is interesting because they tell me that I may have some troubles because of how I look and stuff in here in, in the north of Slovakia. But until now, I only had one bad experience and it was when I arrived in Bratislava because I was scared. I was like ooh, kind of nervous and there was one person that didn't want it. I was like trying to get some help. And yeah, I didn't get a good look, a good uh, intonation, you know, like. But then afterwards, I got inside the train and people knew where I was going for because Kerik is for this region is very famous okay. in a way. Uh -huh. So they were like, oh, for sure you're going to Kerik. <laughs> and I was like, yes, I'm going to Kerik. And they were helping me with my bags, where I should stop, talking to me. So at the end, people were very friendly. It was easy to adapt as well. Like there is a big community of Slovak people here in Chatsa that want to interact with us. So it was not that hard. And so you said that people, Slovaks, when you came, they tried to help you. Is it easy for you and for them, like, be friends? Because you said that distance is quite visible mm -hmm. um, between Slovaks and foreigners. So did it take a long time to, I mean, make friends? I think it's still part of the challenge now. Like, these people helped me because they knew where I was going. Mm -hmm. They knew I was foreigner. I was coming to Kerik, so it's different. Now, yeah, I have a couple of Slovak friends, but is it still difficult to, for example, go to the bar and be like, hey, hello, you want to be my friend? It's something that you don't even do in your home country. So it's it's difficult. The language barrier, I think it's an important part as well. Uh, I is, it a, is it a big issue in this region? I think so. Uh, young people speak English, especially if they are in gymnasium and stuff. They uh -huh. they they speak English, uh, but usually uh, most of my conversations go like, uh, "Oh, hello, where are you from? I don't speak English." It's like, okay, no worries. <laughs> I come from Ecuador. So people are trying to be friendly, but it's difficult to really have the connection. It takes time. It takes time. Sometimes they cannot communicate with you, but they invite you to a show, they invite you to a beer, they want to interact. And mm -hmm. I can feel like with time, they, people are friendly here. Like really, like they try to break this barrier, even if language makes it difficult. It's, it's nice. And when you compare it to your home country and Ecuadorians, um, do you think Ecuadorians are more open or more like sociable? Or do you think Slovaks and Ecuadorians are sort of the same? I think, yeah, uh, somebody, I don't remember exactly the words, but somebody made this comparison. It's like um, Latin Americans in general were like avocado, you know, like we're very soft outside, mm -hmm. but then you touch the hard part and you cannot get past it. So yeah, in the first interaction, we are super warm, blah, 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 but you never get that deep easily. Like you really have to know the person. It's different. Here, I think it's the opposite. I think somebody used the watermelon example. It's hard, <laughs> but then you, you pass the hard, uh, the hard skin okay. and people are very soft and nice. <laughs> yes. I, I like, I, I like that comparison. Watermelon and <laughs> avocado. <laughs> Um, just one more question regarding people. I've read that, and I think uh, even from my experience, uh, when I met Spanish people, not mm -hmm. really punctual, 
Not that I am. I'm always late. But can you compare this? Yes, I will say it's it's a difficult issue to treat. I, I actually have been talking with all the volunteers here because it's a common issue that comes up. Uh, yeah, we are usually late. Is <laughs> that right? When, it, I, when an Ecuadorian says, I'll be there in 15 minutes, that means like after they are done with an activity. They will go. Yeah, they will start <laughs> to go. The thing is that many, many things happen in between. Um here, transportation system, I have heard uh, somebody tell me that it's very bad or something. And, in Chatsa? Uh, they told me in general, like, oh. uh, like uh, comparison to Slovakia to France and something. Mm-hmm. They told me, like, but uh, for me, like, we don't have trains. So just the fact to have a train with a schedule is completely different. In Ecuador, you don't, you don't even know when the bus is coming. You, you don't have an app. That's technology. <laughs> just stand in the bus station and wait. Maybe it comes, maybe it doesn't. Maybe it's going to go super fast. Maybe it's going to go super slow. You never know. So everybody knows that that's how it works. So mm-hmm. nobody expects anything from nobody. It's just like, uh, we should meet at 1. Okay, I'm going to be there at one thirty because nobody's going to be there. Mm-hmm. And then you arrive at one thirty, and the bus is not there. So <laughs> you still have to wait. <laughs> that's something very usual. It's, okay. it's ca- chaos that founds its own order. That's how I explain uh-huh. it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So that's why you're not punctual yeah, in but Ecuador. Good just, to know. Just, just, uh, just a little fact, but when we come to Europe, we try to respect your own times. As I said, I'm always late <laughs> and people hate it but i just haven't changed my habit yet but mm-hmm. i'm working on that okay um so you said that you come from quito which is the capital of ecuador now you are staying in chatsa which is a really small town is your life in chatsa better than in quito or is it colma is it do you like it here more yeah i wouldn't say more or better or because it's just completely different and i have I know I have limited time here, so my experience here is, is just different. Um, but I will say that for what I wanted to do here is just perfect. It gives me the opportunity to really know the people, to get in deep into what's happening here. And yeah, and of course it's calmer. It gives me more time to work. I think in Quito, <laughs> <laughs> you get very distracted. Um, all the time there is something happening, which is... It's nice at some point, but it's uh, too much. It's like you like it when you arrive because you have something to do, but then you really want to have your time alone. And for me, Chatsa gives me gives me that, gives me my time, my time to develop myself. Uh, and if I want to meet people, it's people that already know what I'm doing. So I don't feel anonymous here, for example. Mm-hmm. Like in, in my city, I'm just one more person. But here as well because so I have a crazy like a celebrity hair. here. Yeah, actually, people, like the children, especially, they they treat us like all of the volunteers that treat us like uh, celebrities because we go to them, we play games, we look different. So for them, we are very special, and that really feels nice. It's a very nice feeling. Uh, for what I'm doing here, Chatsa is just perfect, I will say. Just brief information, if you'd like to learn more about Slovakia, go to spectacularslovakia.sk where you can find a wide range of Spectacular Slovakia travel guides. Each of them is full of information, pictures and recommendations. And the website provides you with more, including articles and podcasts. And do you have any favorite sport uh, in Chatsa? Favorite sport in Chatsa? Well, I'll go to the swimming pool. No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't know I what mean, you mean. <laughs> uh, a favorite sport, like a place, a pub. 
uh, or a spot. Uh, a uh, hill. Prepache, prepache. <laughs> um, yes, yes, I love. There is this cross. Uh, there is this cross in the mountain that we can see from the window here. Um, <laughs> can we? I think uh, yes. There is this cross over there that gives you a very nice uh, look of the city, and as well, our favorite uh, bar or second home here. Deja vu. Deja vu is just the best. <laughs> yes, I hear it making advertisement. <laughs> no, but, uh, yeah, I think, uh, that, that, for example, that's a place where we are very well received as volunteers. So we like to hang out there because they already know us. They already know that uh, we come from different countries. So we feel very nice there. Um, and Chata, it's surrounded by hills. Do you have time for hiking here? And uh, do you hike also back in your country? Uh, yes. Uh, here actually, like, I haven't done, I haven't done it that much around Chatsa. A couple of places uh, around, as you said, around the hills. Terjoba, I've been there many times. But yeah, back home in Ecuador is very different. Like, just my city is 3,000 meters high. Yeah, so you can imagine mountains. when I go to hike, it's just like, yeah, you go to 6,000 meters. It's oh. just a different experience. Wow. <laughs> Here, yeah, it's, it's, I think, uh, the nature is beautiful here. You have very rocky mountains. We have like uh, basically rainforest mountains. So it's, it... yeah. And then volcanoes, volcanoes, bunch of volcanoes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then you have the sea, right? Uh, yes. Uh, that's something I miss actually here. Uh, I'm not a big fan of, of the beach. I actually live in the mountains, as I said, mm -hmm. but, uh, yeah, sometimes you miss to go there and, I think uh, that's part as well of Slovakian gastronomy and everything. That's a big difference. We eat a lot of fish and and yeah, I, I was. And here you it's a lot of potatoes. Yeah, potatoes. Meat. Yes. <laughs> uh -huh. um, have you have you tasted halushki uh, already? Ah yes, I know. Ah, vivorni halushki is it's wonderful. Yeah, I love halushki. Um, what else? Oh, but the pol polinsniki, polinsniki, the potato pancakes that uh, you can. Platsky. Platsky? Platsky. Platsky. Uh -huh. oh, oh, Platsky. Platsky. Oh, well. That's what you like as well? Uh, yeah, 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 for sure. Like filled with cheese and chicken the other day. I had it. Just amazing. <laughs> yeah, I, I like I like the food here, especially the soups. You make very good soups, which I think it's not usual in the in the new world, you know, like uh, people don't eat that much soups. And I think that's very similar to Latin America. We love to eat soup. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So here, like, I came here and all the volunteers were like, yeah, they eat soup every day and they make very good soups. And I was like, yeah, like soups, you know, <laughs> you eat soup every day, no? <laughs> Do you have a favorite one? Um, it was like Christmas pea soup, you know, like the, mm -hmm. yeah, 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 very, very good. It's just amazing. And I don't know, my, my family here, my host family here, they put a little bit of pork in it. I don't know if yeah. that's usual. It was just so good. <laughs> I really like that one. Yeah, it was very good. Is there any food from your country that you really miss? Or is there a food that you've already tried preparing for people in Chatsa? I tried. Uh, I tried to do as well potato pancakes that we have that are different. How uh, do you call them? We call them japingachos. Okay. They come from the Quechua language, uh -huh. uh, the, which is like indigenous community. Uh -huh. um, and as well, I did, uh, how is this called? Patacon. Mm -hmm. Patacon is fried salty banana. Salty <laughs> banana is a new concept for Europeans. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, for us, it's very common. And what we do is just like slice it, fry it, and we have... Uh, 
yeah, we have it's like patacon. a main patacon. Oh, okay. is, is it like a main dish or it's a, a snack? Dessert? It's a snack. It's a snack. You usually just like uh, salted banana. Put it put it next to another dish. Like there is this dish that is actually funny because it's is a soup of salty banana with fish inside, and then you put patacones alrededor. Oh, uh, around that's it. a weird combination. <laughs> it is, but then it's amazing. <laughs> I think that would be my favorite thing. If I miss something, is this? It's called. Cazuela. And have you tried preparing it here? Or no, I, no, we do not have salty bananas. Yes, here. actually, That's I went to to Vienna to get salty bananas. Uh, <laughs> successfully or not? <laughs> yes, yes, actually, yeah? got them. Yeah, long trip. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, and speaking of music, because it's also part of culture, um, we do have our traditional folk music. What do you have? Um, okay, we have traditional music, of course. <laughs> Uh, but it's uh, not very well known in between the majority of the people. I think uh, what it's very known from everybody, and it's actually the most important part, is like salsa, reggaeton, bachata, all this Latin music. And that's what really dominates the the music part, the music, uh, uh, how can I say, scenery of Ecuador, like... You, that's a big difference like, as well. Like, you get into the bus and there is reggaeton. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you are going to the restaurant. Yeah, reggaeton everywhere. It's just uh, reggaeton, salsa, all, all, all of the pop Latino music. But as well, we have in the Andes region, you have like, uh, um, I think m- many people know it as the Peruvian flute. You know, mm-hmm. like, we have that. It's very important. Um, as well in the coast, uh, I don't know exactly the name, but it's, it's kind of as well part of the Latino sounds that everybody knows. There is this nostalgia in between our music, uh, which is funny because when foreigners that no, don't know Spanish listen mm-hmm. to this, they're like, oh, wow, he's so happy. But they're <laughs> always like, oh, she betrayed me and she left me for another man. And, <laughs> and you're dancing to that very happy. <laughs> Uh-huh. Um, have you had a chance to see any traditional folk dancing here in Slovakia? No, actually no. But you said that you've been to Cherkova, To right? Cherkova, Anna. So you must go there or somewhere else. It's not as bachata or salsa. <laughs> Definitely it's not, but it's still interesting to see. Uh, I have seen, actually, I just remember, just in videos, some of the traditional dancing. And you use these very colorful dresses and stuff, right? If Am I wrong? Like the girls are using the dresses with long skirts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's that's different for each region. Yeah, that's very similar to to what I have seen in 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 Ecuador as well. Like, but the uh, dresses here are more white. I think they're more. And yeah, the Ecuador white color just, is really dominant. But then, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. it's got different improvements. So okay, um, yeah. Well, so we are we are recording uh, in February, mm-hmm. uh, which is still a winter month kind of cold not as cold as it used to be in the past but still um is it hard for you to adapt to this weather to this climate compared with the weather in ecuador yes for sure ecuador that's like a country that straddles the equator mm-hmm. um so is it a huge difference for you i mean in ecuador we have no seasons it's just always summer in a way or i will say it's always spring it's somewhere in between uh so yeah so what's the temperature now now in quito in, in my city is 27 degrees and they're in crisis because it's too hot <laughs> uh. <laughs> because like uh quito is in the mountains so usually it's in between 20 15 degrees is the normal thing mm-hmm. like but 27 is too hot <laughs> so, so yeah now we've got here like three maybe 
Freddie Grace. <laughs> yeah, it's actually cold, but um, the hardest part for me in winter is the darkness. I think mm-hmm. um, for me, like uh, I was before, I was a volunteer in Iceland as well, and there it was even worse. And um, but I was like, okay, I'm going to Slovakia; it's gonna be easier. <laughs> but it, it it was not like uh, just four o'clock and it's dark. It's, for me, it's very hard. Um, it really changes my my chip, you know, and I don't know how to deal with that yet. But uh, with time, it just gets easier and easier. And now it's getting brighter again, so it's gonna I, get better for you. I can now. actually feel it in my mood. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Also, I know that you're leaving in a few months, but is there until this moment? Is there a, a moment, uh, a memento that you're gonna remember from your stay in Slovakia? Oh yes, um, I think many, many. One that I will always have in my head was uh, Risi, Risi the, mm-hmm, in the, the Tatras. Yeah. I think it was incredibly beautiful. Just the feeling there, you know, like you can really like feel this, this power of the mountain. I don't know, it's it's very beautiful. Um, it's weird because, as I said, we have higher mountains in in Ecuador, but this mountain is specifically like just the the challenge to go up there, and it really like and when it was interesting because it was all dark and foggy, and when we get to the top, it's just everything clear. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It was a very nice experience. I will remember that for sure for the rest of my life. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Thanks so much. We're at the end, lovely people. Thank you, Jorge, for your time and a big thank you to all who have been listening to the episode. If you'd like to listen to more of Spectacular Slovakia episodes, you can find us on Spotify, SoundCloud and other streaming services as well as on spectator.sk. Stay home, stay safe and if you have to leave your home, practice social distancing and wash your hands. Despite the pandemic, happy Easter to all of you guys. Goodbye. Goodbye.